The one fly in the Tommy Lloyd ointment has been the backcourt play and a perceived lack of toughness from the Wildcats. How will that change going forward? And who is the X factor for all of that? Let's talk about it here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Tommy Lloyd, as we all know, has been wildly successful here at the University of Arizona. 61-11 and 11 in his first two years at the U of A. That is called being good. And not only is that called being good, that is called... Uh, Doing a lot of really doing a lot of things very, very well. And Lloyd has certainly done that, and Lloyd has done that in a big way. Now, uh, the one fly in the ointment, as we talked about, though, is the has been some of the uh, the toughness and the perceived lack of uh I'll just say next level, uh next level athleticism come NCAA tournament time. And that's something that the Wildcats certainly have to address. And what's made Tommy Lloyd unique, for me at least, is that not only has he addressed it, he has addressed it in a big way. A lot of coaches would be able to sit there on their laurels and say, no, you know, I don't really want to do this because, again, I'm 61 and 11. We can continue to do what we're doing and it will work out for the better. But Again, the great ones, they adapt with the times, they adapt with the measures and what they need to do. And Tommy Lloyd, I think it's fair to say, is a great coach that clearly understands uh, the big picture of what this is all about. And so what does he do then? The first thing he does is he goes out and he assesses the inventory of the team. And the one thing, though, that I think we all know at this point is that uh, last year's team did not have a penetrator, did not have somebody that could make consistent plays off the bounce. Now, watching uh, Kerr Creaso last year, Kerr could do some good things. I'm not saying that Kerr wasn't a good player. Kerr could definitely do some good things. But the big problem with Creaso, though, is that he didn't, he wasn't able to get to the basket. Not only was he not able to get to the basket, I think he shot something. It was an amazing stat out there where he shot like 14% from the field or 14 free th- or 14 attempts within the paint or something. When you're a point guard at the college level, that's just not good enough. And not only is it not good enough, it's not even close to being good enough because unless you're somebody like Jimmer that can totally stress a defense, that's just not – you have to be able to – you have to be able to uh, get in there at some point and be able to make plays in the lane. And uh, Kirk Creesa was just never able to really do that. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, I, th- I think limited the team's horizons to a certain extent. So Kirk Creesa is obviously gone. And our, what Kirk Creesa did is he was a, uh, he was a, I would say an inconsistent three point shooter, but capable of making some shots for sure. But out goes Kerr Creesa, in comes an entirely different backcourt, which we're about to break down. But let's talk about the first guy who's going to take over the rel- the reins right there, and that would be Kylan Boswell. Boswell is far from a superstar. I'm not going to sit here and uh, blow smoke and pretend that he was this, you know, this this uber uh, and this uber talented dude who, you know, is essentially Mike Bibby. 
not that guy. And not only is he not that guy, he's not going to ever be close to that. He's got some limitations that I think it's fair to say are just, you will always, you know, I don't know that he's ever going to be a starting level NBA, uh, uh, starting level NBA point guard, but that doesn't mean that he can't be a really good college player. And by the end of the year, last year, um, he was a, he was uh, he was better than Kirk Carissa. I think that that's fair to say. And not only is that fair to say, I think that it's uh, I think that it's pretty much um, pretty much something that everybody understood. And he didn't get just get, didn't get a ton of run in that. He did not only did he not get a ton of run in that uh, and uh, at the uh, in the NCAA tournament game against Princeton. You were kind of wondering why isn't he actually out there now? Not not only were you acting asking why wasn't he out there. Because Kirk Carissa was stinking up the joint. Kylan Boswell has more ability. He has more uh, potential. And I think that uh, um, there was a disservice done. So, but again, everybody's kind of in the learning process right right here. And Tommy Lloyd comes in and uh, he essentially is giving the keys to Kylan Boswell this coming year. And I think that is something that absolutely needs to happen. And not only does it absolutely need to happen, it's past time. Now, what are expectations for Boswell then? Now, the first thing with Boswell is he's a pretty tough kid. Um, we know that he's a good shooter. I'm curious to see what he can do with the ball in his hands as far as stressing a defense. That's the one that I don't think that we have a really good idea yet on where it stands. I could certainly see him being able to do that, but I also don't know the where that is. But either way, it can't be any less than what Kirk Creasa did because at the end of the day, Kirk Creasa was uh, Kirk Creasa was a dude who. Wouldn't get into the paint. As far as statistical expectations, I think Boswell can be something like 13 points per game, something like that. And not only 13 points per game, something like four or five assists, three or four rebounds. But I also think he'll be able to get progressively better throughout the season. And that is something that uh, and that is something that Kerr Creasa really couldn't do. Kerr was kind of just who Kerr was always going to be. And again, that's not the worst thing in the world. But when you're at Arizona and you're looking to compete for championships, you're looking to compete at the uh, the absolute highest of levels, you need to be a little bit better than that. I think Boswell can be that. Again, I don't think he's going to be Mike Bibby or Jason Terry or any of those guys. I don't think that there'll be anything like that. But I do believe that he uh, – I do believe that you're uh, – he can be a borderline all-conference performer. And that was something that Kirk Carissa just wasn't. And honestly, on the defensive side of the court as well, I think that uh, I think that it's fair to say that he can be the other dude who is a uh, – who can be a – how do I put this? Um, somebody that can navigate the uh, navigate the offense and can probably get some help at the same time right there. So we'll find out exactly what that entails. But again, I am uh, I am bullish – very bullish on uh, Kirk Crease or on uh, Kylan Boswell and what he could probably bring to the table. Now, a couple other things too to keep in mind with this team, you're going to have some other players in the mix tier too that are going to help it out. So it's not like it's going to be just like it was last year where you were kind of stuck and nobody was really getting much better. Um, there are some other dudes in the equation right there. The next guy that we're going to talk about is Jaden Bradley. Arizona had nobody like Jaden Bradley last year. And again, don't want to blow Jaden Bradley up like he's the best player that's ever come across, but Jaden Bradley is a good basketball player. Not only is Jaden Bradley a good basketball player, I think a lot of people will see that he was unlike anything that Arizona had last year. And what I mean by that is 
he can get into the paint and he specializes in getting into the paint. I think the stat, uh, I think the, um, the uh, stat was that uh, it was something to the effect of where he not only was he able to get into the paint, he was also able to uh, he was also able to shoot a ton of free throws more than Kirk Creasa did. I think the stats were like eighty three to fourteen shots in the paint. We're going to talk about that, what that means. But first, Jace Medical. All right. Here's the deal with Jace Medical. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. You will thank me later. All right, in this day and age, everybody wants to have a backup plan for uh, the unexpected uh, turmoils of life. Jace Medical is here for you, my friends. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Again, all kinds of stuff, antibiotics. Prepare for that rainy day right there because nobody knows when that emergency is about to hit. Jace Medical is here for you to be able to help you out with that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and then talk about what Jaden Bradley brings as far as the toughness factor. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about Jace Medical and the uh, let's talk about Jace Medical and some of the stuff that uh, this uh, or excuse me, Jace Medical. Let's talk about uh, Jane Bradley, not Jace Medical. Jaden Bradley, though, is also a winner. He's a tough guy, and I know a lot of people have brought up, well, he didn't play a ton at Alabama last year. I get all that. I don't care. I don't care. And a big reason I don't care is because I think Alabama was probably the most talented team in the country. Not only was it the most talented team in the country, it was a squad that, you know, uh, you had just NBA players up and down. And if you didn't, you had Uber athletes. It was a much more talented squad than Arizona had this past year. So if Jaden Bradley averaged six and three at Alabama, then I don't really care about that because I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that um, he is uh, his um, that is not a fair comparison. Now, what Jaden Bradley can do is this: is he can get into the paint. First and foremost, he can get into the paint. Again, he can get into the paint, and that is a big part of that. Um, last year, you didn't have a guy that could do any of that. And not only can he get into the paint, he can finish at the rim right here. That is the other thing, too. He can finish at the rim. Um, I do think that uh, I do think that um, we're at the stage now where we know for a fact that uh, this is a squad that um, uh, is going to be well coached. But you need co players that can make Tommy Lloyd's job, the Tommy gun, a little bit easier out there. These are the kind of guys that can make that job a little bit easier. So. Watching uh, watching him out there, I think you'll see somebody that'll probably put up something to the effect of nine points, three or four rebounds, three or four assists. But whenever the uh, whenever the time does come, and uh, whenever the time does come with uh, Jaden Bradley, where he's going to be the starter, because make no mistake, at some point he will be the starter out there. He's going to. Uh, I think he's going to uh, have Arizona fans in a very, very good, uh, very good situation right there. And there's a big reason that um, there's a big reason that um, the uh, we're at uh, we're at the stage where um, you need to be tougher. I don't know if Jaden Bradley's starting or not, but I will say this: that uh, 
I think there's every reason to uh, believe that he can be that guy. And I think that he's got NBA potential, something that Kirk Kreese has certainly, I don't think, had much of. And defensively, I expect him to be a dynamo out there. I expect him to be able to be a player that can pick uh, pick players up full court and not only pick players up full court, but be able to just kind of get up on them and not only get up on them, but be able to um, cause some havoc out there on both sides of the ball. Obviously a very good thing. Big fans of Jaden Bradley on this show. Very big fans of Jaden Bradley. So that's kind of your backcourt right there. Or at least your two smaller players right there. Both bring an added level of toughness. We don't know for sure about Kylan Boswell as far as being able to make plays off the bounce, but there's also an indication too that he can make plays off the bounce, at least more so than Kerr could. Um, and then Jaden Bradley, just talked about him. Also, Jane Bradley, an Uber athlete as well. All right. Now, another player we brought in, Caleb Love. Caleb Love. Um, a big part of a Caleb Love is he is able to, not only is he able to get into the paint or he's able to uh, get his own shot, but I think what's exciting about Caleb Love is you know for a fact that he is going to be able to get his own shot. Last year's team didn't have anybody that could get their own shot. Um, Caleb Love can do that. Now, it might drive some people crazy how he gets his own shot. I don't care about that, though. The fact that he can get it, it's up to Tommy Lloyd to be able to figure that one out as to uh, how he wants that to play out. But Caleb Love, though, can get his own shot, and that is something that um, you can't teach. You generally either have or you don't. He certainly has that one. Um, now, the big thing for Caleb Love is he's got to be more efficient. That's a big part of it because uh, NBA, he's obviously on NBA scouts radar. And not only is he on NBA scouts radar, he is also on the, uh, he's somebody that can really boost his stock a ton if he continues to, if he shows that he can be more efficient. That's where Tommy Lloyd comes in. But Again, stop me if you, uh, you've heard this before. He needs to be able to make plays off the bounce. Making plays off the bounce is something that I think he is going to specialize in. And he's got a level of toughness to him. Now, you can say what you want about he's a gunner, he's this, he's that, whatever the case may be. I don't care about any of that because um, I think he was set up in a situation right there where he needed to be able to – he was going to – be in the spot where he was always going to, uh, he was always going to, you know, let's just say, call it, say it for what it is. He was always going to be in a position where um, he was not going to have an offense around him that was going to be able to put him in that spot. Um, now, uh, I, I do think that, um, I do think that uh, we are also at the stage where he also is, um, he also is at the point um where you do know that uh, you do know that for a fact that um, he's tough, dude. He showed up in the final four, and not only did he show up in the final four, he also showed up in the uh, he also showed up in the biggest stage. Now you could say he shot some people out of it, but um, you also have the uh, you also have the uh, you also have the the poss possibility though that um, you do know that. Arizona right now um, needs those kind of guys. You've got three guys now that can make plays off the bounce. Caleb Love, I think, is going to be that guy. Now, 
Can he become more efficient? That's going to be the key. And I don't know that anybody knows that one yet, but we are going to find that one out right there. We certainly will. And uh, time will obviously tell on that one. But so far, I think there's every indication that uh, the roster construction is going to turn out to be fairly nice. Now, the next one, Pella Larson. I don't know if Pella Larson is going to start. I quite frankly, I have no clue if Pella Larson is going to start, but I will say that um, first of all, I was wrong on Pella. My bad Pella, the my bad Pella movement is strong, but I also don't know where he is. Uh, I don't know if he is going to start or um, come off the bench. He certainly was better off the bench last year, but this roster also helps him out a lot because Pello can do a lot of really good things out there. He's a tough dude. He can play defense, and not only can he play defense, um, he can um, he can get at or you know he can get after it. He can dunk in traffic. He can rebound. He can do a lot of different things out there that is uh, that are quite good, but. You also have to worry to a certain extent, a certain extent, um, because he is limited and he can't handle the ball. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, prize picks. All right. Check it out. Prize picks. Use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for your first deposit match up to $100. Prizepick.com backslash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Check it out. All right. Now. This is the time of the year you want to be on prize picks. You want to be on everything because, again, this is the time of the year to gamble. It's fun. You got all the cool sports coming up. You got football. You got basketball. Prize picks is here. Let them help the, Let them help you right here. Prizepicks.com backslash locked on college. Again, use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. This is where it's fun right here. You can get some little specific uh, specific plays in right there. Prizepicks.com backslash locked on college. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about Pella Larson. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and then make, uh, making this your first listen of the day. All right, Pella Larson, the Swedish pinball, as we affectionately call him on this show. Pella Larson, um, he can't dribble the ball. He'll never be able to dribble the ball. But you've got three players now that can dribble the ball next to him, which should make his job a lot easier. And not only should it make his job a lot easier, he also has the uh, – you also know that um, – uh, he can kind of stand in the corners and either cut to the basket, shoot the standstill threes, get to the basket and dunk. Lots of different avenues for uh, Pella Larson at this point in the game. But I think one thing that we do need to keep an eye on, though, with our guy, Mr. Pella Larson, is can he make take that next level defensively? He's obviously a very good defensive player. We've talked about that many, many times. But can he be an all-conference defensive player? And not only can he be an all-conference defensive player, can he – be the player, a guy who's assigned with the other team's best player, their wing, shut him down. I don't know that we know that yet, but for some of his limitations, he's definitely going to be better uh, equipped this year to be, uh, I think, to be successful because he's got players around him that can kind of uh, take his skills, for lack of a better term, right there. But um, I expect him to play. I don't know what the starting lineup is going to be. If it was me, it would be the first three, and then you would bring Pella Larson off the bench. I don't know that Tommy Lloyd's going to do that, obviously. But 
those guys, all four of those guys are going to play between 25 to 33 minutes per game. All of them. They're all going to be on the court a lot. Which brings me to my next player that's going to force his way onto the uh, court. And that is, let's just say it right now, that is K.J. Lewis. First of all, K.J. Lewis was drastically underrated by the recruiting services. And not only was he drastically underrated by the recruiting services, he was criminally underrated by the recruiting services. Um, I think with this team, the one thing that we do have, we do know is that you've got four really good players. But sometimes you get a player on here, kind of like Hassan Adams was, that just kind of forces his way into the lineup. That is going to be the case with KJ Lewis. He's built a lot like Hassan Adams, about six foot four, uber athletic, strong, wiry, you name it. He's kind of got it. He's that dude right there, excited to see what he can do. Um, now, um, I do think that uh I do think one thing that we do need to keep an eye on though with KJ Lewis is defensively. Can he come in and can he make that his uh his forte? Can he uh can he be that guy right there? I don't know that one yet, but I think there's every indication to believe that he can. And if he can, then he's going to force his way into the rotation. I think Tommy Lloyd has talked about this, about how, you know, he's picking things up. He's a listener and that counts for a lot right there. But I think KJ Lewis is going to surprise a lot of people this coming year. And not only is he going to surprise a lot of people, I think going forward, he might be the best prospect on this team. But again, this team did exactly what they needed to do as far as getting tougher and getting players that can make plays with the ball in their hands. So Tommy Lloyd, again, he gets it. Now, tomorrow we're going to talk about the front court a little bit and what all of this means for the front court. Um, but good time to be an Arizona basketball fan, obviously. Always a good time to be an Arizona basketball fan. But on that note, as always, really appreciate you all making Locked On your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow talking the Arizona front court. Keep it locked on, Wildcats.